Welcome to the Summit for Wellness podcast, where we help you climb to the peak of your health. And now, here is your host, Brian Carroll. Hello and welcome to episode 64 of the Summit for Wellness podcast. I'm your host, Brian Carroll, and lately we have been getting a lot of questions about thyroid health. There's a lot of people that have some signs of thyroid dysfunction. However, when they go to their doctors, the lab tests that they run come back just fine. So we wanted to bring in some experts to talk about that, why some lab tests show that the thyroid is working fine, even though people are experiencing symptoms that are related to thyroid issues. So we brought on Heather and Damien Dubay, and they are a power couple who work together in their practice to figure out how to treat people for their thyroid health and to get people back their energy that they deserve. So we talk a lot about the thyroid, but then we also dive into a lot of the emotional and psychological aspect of it, of the stress and the pressure that can be put on each person and even their families when they're going through health crises like this. So as you will hear, Heather gets extremely passionate, which I love. I love to hear people super passionate about how to help other people. And she talks a lot about how you need to step up and take control of your health and not feel guilty about it because there's a lot of guilt that people feel when they don't feel well and they're trying to figure out how to get healthy. So let's dive right into my conversation with Heather and Damien Dubay. Functional medicine, functional nutrition, and energy medicine practitioners, Heather and Damien Dubay, are thyroid and fatigue recovery experts that guide strong-minded, health-conscious women suffering with fatigue, thyroid, and autoimmune symptoms to stop and reverse their chronic life-threatening disease process by harnessing their self-healing power to regain control of their body, command accelerated results, and free them from their disease so they can achieve an a vibrant level of wellness they've never known. Thank you, Heather and Damien, for coming onto the show. Thank you for having us, Brian. We're excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to dive into uh, all the information that you provide uh, within your practice about the thyroid. But before we get into that, let's dive into your backgrounds a little bit. So Heather, let's start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, Yeah, so, oh my gosh. Um, Yeah, so we... um, I have a short answer. It's like you probably should have had Damien who give you he give you a quicker answer first. <laughs> <laughs> so you get when you have a husband wife team on. Here we are now. <laughs> so uh, so yeah. So I <clears throat> Damien and I actually have a long history that actually began with the human body passion and fitness um, back in when we were each around seventeen years old. So three decades ago, dating self right there. And sports nutrition. <laughs> and sports nutrition. And so we were really um, both very much into athletics and competitive athletics, um, natural bodybuilding in our younger years, in our early 20s. And um, I also have studied psychology and um, he studied exercise physiology and nutrition way before we knew each other. And I'd done some work in post-grad positive psychology. And then uh, we had met in our 20s. And, and the first thing he said to me was how to speed my 
recovery time and cut it by 50% by supplementing and changing my nutrition <laughs> um, to come off an ACL knee surgery. And I knew I met the man of my dreams. So um, <laughs> we were, you know, frick, like freaking facts and son basically. But um, so, yeah, we've just had a lot of passion for the human mind and the human body and optimization and mastery of both for a long time and how we do that naturally and how we live free of disease naturally. Um, at the age of 17, I had the onset of a very rare neurological condition. And for me, intuitively, even though I was seeing some of the, you know, supposed like top neurologists in New York City and Manhattan and being treated at the Parkinson's Disease Research Institute, I just wasn't drawn to that world. I always didn't feel like it intuitively, it was the right fit, or they were seeking the right paths. And I, you know, left that world in my early 20s. And made it a conscious choice to pursue living naturally with a rare condition and not taking medications. It was very important to me intuitively all my life to not be on medicine and very much so for Damien too, way before we met each other, just the way we are and the way we see um, that our bodies are capable of living optimally the way they're designed. And, um, and so, yeah, that was kind of, that's kind of our background and, we got into this work in terms of thyroid and autoimmune and metabolic fatigue recovery um, in my, in our thirties, right? Early thirties, because, you know, after some really stressful events, I all of a sudden was just really stricken with some symptoms that didn't make sense. I, I didn't have the motivation to train anymore, which was so unlike me. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't have energy. Uh, I didn't feel right. I just felt off. I couldn't remember things. I started having brain fog and spent two years going to doctors, medical doctors, and literally just got worse and worse and worse while they were kind of guessing and kind of throwing autoimmune steroids at my rashes. And, you know, I have no idea they would throw their hands up or they would do thyroid labs and say my le levels were in normal range. And, um, so yeah, that's kind of where our passion started for the work. Essentially, is um, clean up the mess. Yeah, to clean up the mess, seeing that there was an opportunity <clears throat> there, especially as athletes that had a lot of work in a high level of nutrition, working and coaching with PhDs in nutri nutrient biochemistry, and knowing what that looks like on paper. That it was shocking to us that in the medical world and even in the natural medicine world, there were huge opportunities for using a potent approach to human body nutrition that weren't being used when somebody's life force or, you know, in the body, their vitality was descending. Um, and, and nutrients are by which the body changes everything. Right. So, um, so the light bulbs were going off <laughs> for us at that point. And, um, unfortunately my disease became so progressed that we had to make the very courageous and conscious decision for me to leave my career to save my life because the stress of my career and every form of stress at that point, because I was so dangerously ill, was um, exacerbating my symptoms and literally threatening my life at that point. So um, so going through that and then having to like travel around the world to find solutions, leave my career to become a functional nutritionist, we realized, gosh, like if we're going through this, <laughs> there's a lot of people going through this. And most people are not going to have the, the uh, you know, guts for it was just a nice way to say it <laughs> to walk away from a very lucrative successful career and literally decide look if you guys can't figure this out i'm going to become the professional who figures it out people aren't going to do that right so we really want to do uh, or came, came passionate about saving other people from going through 
um, the experience that we went through, which wreaked a lot of havoc for us financially in our lives. Um, eventually, we went through a medical bankruptcy from the costs and literally had to do a, an entire financial restructuring all because of misdiagnosis of my thyroid and autoimmune disease. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's long. <laughs> there you go. There's my, the first four <laughs> decades of my life, essentially. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where we are and why we're so passionate about um, the work and sharing this mission with people. We will talk about misdiagnosing thyroid conditions a little bit later on. But before we get there, Damien, can you talk about your background a little bit? Because as a husband and wife team, each of you play a different role in your practice. So can you talk about that dynamic and how it helps both of you to provide better care for your clients? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, funny, my mother tells a story that when I was in second grade, I, I think it all started around then probably when I came, like, I guess we were sitting out for dinner and I, and I just spouted out that there's a cure for cancer, but our government doesn't want anybody to know about it. So they're hiding it because they can't make as much money off of it. And I was like in second grade, my, my, my mother was like, my parents were just like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> you know? But, um, so I've always kind of, um, and had two question things right question so authority. we've always questioned and you know i grew up in athletics um grew up you know my first job real job was working in a pharmacy um did that through high school and college so i think that was another thing too is i, I saw people coming in every day you know uh refilling their medications and it just didn't seem right to me it just didn't seem like um that was that was really the the, the, the answer the answer you know um my boss at the time, the owner of the pharmacy I was working at, offered to give me a full ride to college if I would um, uh, go to pharmacy school and, and come back and, and work for him. And I declined that because, again, it just didn't resonate with me, you know. So um, I think Heather kind of filled in the blanks until, uh, you know, our late 30s when we went back and just further education. So, you know, I... Um, furthered my education in functional and, and diagnostic nutrition, functional medicine. Um, and then I, I pair uh, a lot of intuition and even more common sense with that, um, which is really how we kind of create our outcomes. So as Heather mentioned, she kind of works more up from the neck up, from the thyroid up. I focus predominantly on the thyroid down. Yeah. If that makes sense. So he deals in the physical realm and then um... – I actually didn't share that, but even though my um, undergrad is in psychology and positive psychology postgrad, I have work in functional nutrition, but he actually does all the fun functional nutrition and diagnostic nutrition. And I deal with the mind. <laughs> I deal with what people are going through in the mind when they are going through a healing process. So the psychophysiological aspects of healing, which tie into human body energy, and then also some areas of energy medicine, which tie into the spiritual aspects or the subtle energies in healing. Which sounds like a perfect place for Heather to be because of all the all the loopholes you had to jump through just to figure out what the heck was going on with you. So it's cool to see a husband and wife team that's able to touch on the entire person and not just one area or the other. Thank you. Yeah. And I, and I don't think we, we, we really, it wasn't our plan, right? It was kind of, it was God's plan. It was the universal plan. It just kind of like, we can look back now over a decade and be like, I, I had, we had no idea. If you had asked us a decade ago that we'd be doing the work that we are today, we, we would have, 
we would have had no idea <laughs> whatsoever. I mean, we just were really passionate people. We are really, um, we are, we believe in potentials of the unseen that unfortunately we find a lot of doctors and practitioners don't even hold the foundation of belief that, you know, whole healing is possible. And if you don't even stand on the belief for your patients, then you, how can you create it? How can you, you know? And so all those things are really um, important. And I do feel very grateful that when I was literally fighting for my life because my chronic fatigue and my autoimmune disease and the Hashimoto's had progressed so badly that I had had a background by that point in, um, or we had in nutrition and I had a background in psychology where I could be reflective enough and use tools in psychology to look into the bigger, like the deeper things. Like how am I inviting stress into my life? And how does that need to shift in order to take the load off of this, you know, mental, physical, and spiritual being so that I can take my life back? Um, and there's just deeper questions we find that aren't being um, looked into or asked that some people ultimately do need, you know? So let's start diving into uh, the thyroid. Um, people hear about it all the time. Uh, pretty much everyone knows someone that has some kind of thyroid condition going on. Uh, but what exactly is a thyroid and what does it do in the body? Uh, it's, it's basically a little butterfly-shaped gland that sits right in the front of your throat for the most part. Um, and really, it, its primary role is to regulate metabolism for the most part right so it basically is our, is our body's thermostat you know so um if you think about metabolism we all think about metabolism as being you know well either i i you know a fast metabolism and lose weight easily or i have a slow metabolism and put on body fat too too easily right but there's so many other different metabolic processes in the body that that really relate to metabolism so you know the thing that the, the important thing to understand about the thyroid is that it's it releases these hormones, right, which are basically nothing more than um, uh, uh, like transmitters, right, communicators that, that, communicators that, that tell signal what to do in, in other areas of the body. And those hormones basically are the only hormones in the body that are that are used up by every cell in the body, right? So a thyroid, uh, the thyroid gland really has an impact on every tissue, every cell, every organ, every system within the body, right? So that's why a lot of times things kind of get mistaken, you know, for, let's say, for example, heart disease, people, you know, look at elevated cholesterol and elevated blood pressure and think, oh, you know, you're at the onset of heart disease. And in many cases, it's, it's, it has nothing to do with the heart, it has to do with thyroid gland, you know? So those are just some things to kind of consider when you're, when you're thinking about what the gland is and what it does. So Heather earlier was talking about um, how her uh, thyroid lab panels would come back in the, quote, normal ranges. However, she was experiencing all these different symptoms. And we see a lot of um, medical practitioners that they they tell their patients they're running thyroid panels, but all they're testing for is TSH, which is just one of the hormones. Um, so can you talk about why do so many doctors just focus on TSH? And then um, what other markers should doctors be testing for um, to get a better look at the overall health of the thyroid? Uh, first, TSH isn't really a hormone. TSH is basically a, 
it's, it's produced by the pituitary gland to signal the thyroid to produce its hormone. So it's, you know, the, the TSH signal the thyroid to produce T4, T4, and, and a little bit of T3. T4 is then further converted to T3, that kind of thing, right? And T3 is the more active form of that hormone. Um, so I think, you know, the, the reason doctors only test TSH is because that's only the only the only thing they know to test, right? So that's where their training resides. And it's funny, I've seen that with not only typical medical doctors, your conventional doctors, but I've seen that with naturopathic doctors too, mm-hmm. where they're they're really only testing TSH and maybe T4, right? The, the the much less active form of that hormone, right? And nobody's focusing anything on on T3 or even whether the bot, whether the cells are taking up that hormone, right? And I don't even think it matters that the whether or not these doctors test all the different markers, because at the end of the day, most of them aren't going to understand how to interpret it, it right? Yeah. Because there's and that's really where where the trick kind of comes into play, you know. And and um, so you know you have to test things like T, you know, you have to test TSH and, and everything like that because that's going to show um, if your pituitary is signaling properly, right? But you also got to test T4, T3. You have to see whether or not the hormone's converting properly. And then you also have to look at the patient in front of you, you know, and see what their symptoms are, right? Because that's going to give you the truest of pictures, right? You also have to look at, well, you know, uh, what are their antibodies? You know, you have to look at your anti-TPO and and all these other antibodies to see if there's any type of autoimmune response as well, right? And I think these are things that are being missed by not only – your medical doctors, but a lot of more natural doctors as well. Um, and things that are being overlooked are, you know, sometimes those those markers come back, quote, in the in the proper range, right? And the, the person still feels like garbage, right? It still has a, a, a plethora of, of thyroid symptoms, right? Well, then you have to think about, okay, well, then there, there, what, what else might be coming into play you know, could it be the adrenal glands? Could it be the liver? Could it be kidneys? Could it be digestion? Could it be all, you know, really anything, you know? So it, it's really taken a holistic approach at the being sitting across from you. Yeah. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, and so, uh, you know, there are practitioners that run full panels. And like you said, they're just interpret interpreting the results on paper. Um which you're doing too, but you're also looking at the overall picture of the body and, like you said, the person in front of you. Uh, so when you're looking at ranges of these markers, are you following the standard um, lab markers that's um, set for these different markers? Or are you using more of a narrower uh, range for all these different markers? I'm using more of a functional range. Okay. And can you dive a little deeper into uh, different functional ranges for some of those markers? Really, every marker is different. So it, it, it depends on what lab you're looking at, who's, you know, uh, how they're how they're collecting the sample, how they're, they're analyzing the sample, and so on and so forth. It depends on where you are in the world, right? I mean, things are, you can have different ranges in the United Kingdom than you are in the United States, you know, versus Australia and so on and so forth. For the most part, so you know it, it's really it, it really is dependent on the, the lab itself where you're getting those 
those markers from. I think also too, what's being, I just want to interject a little bit too, if you don't mind, Brian, is like what's being um, missed is not just the hard data because um, it is our belief that, you know, in science we can get over, how do I say this? We deal in whole healing. So if you're going to deal in whole healing of a human mind, body, and spirit, you have to acknowledge that science isn't the only part of the picture, that there's, there's the measurable and there's the immeasurable. People come to us because they want balance. If we're only addressing half of that picture, we're not going to bring them back to balance. You know what I mean? And so in every aspect of what we do, from how we assess to how we treat to how we support and coach and uplift, there's a balance between the measurable and the immeasurable. And what I mean there is the measurable is the science. It's the hard data. But even when he's looking at that, he's using his God-given intuition. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Because we believe really... And it has been our experience and our own path of working with different practitioners that the most creative practitioners acknowledge the unseen. You see what I'm saying? Like they feel into, they, they're in the, um, they're not just in the hard data, they're in the unseen. And I don't know how to put it into words other than that, but there's an intuitive process to taking that and being able to be in an energy of trusting oneself as a practitioner and knowing that you can take that science and make it translated into outcomes in the gray areas and not just the black and white. Does that make sense kind of? Because when, you know, I'm like, I've been to countless doctors in my life and even not just on that journey where they're very focused myopically at just looking at the data. Do you see what I'm saying? And so what I'm trying to add to what he's saying is that there's also the intuitive process of what is coming through me what am i channeling through what do i feel is intuitively happening for this person now that i've met them now that i've assessed them now that i know how they interact in their body now that i know their life path and what they've been through like and how they show up and who they are mentally and all those things what is what is real for me what is coming through me and in taking that science and making it into a, a map out of where they are to vitality does that make sense yeah and in a lot of cases too that the data that you do get that's just a quick snapshot of that person because you're not really testing the blood all day every single day you're just getting that little bit of moment right then and there so um like you were saying there could be a lot of other components that can impact um how their body is doing throughout the day or different systems in their body so there's a lot of different um, factors at play that just because one blood test comes back and it says blank doesn't mean that that's always true too. So yeah, and this is where we struggle because to be honest, most like in we've been doing our work together now for a decade, and I think about fifty to sixty percent of our community is actually practitioners, and we've been asked to produce a certification program, and we haven't been able to figure that one out yet. <laughs> Because it's like, how do you do that when you're, what your work that you're doing is, is also intuitive. And so we're still trying to figure that one out for people because, you know, people want to know how do I, how do I put all these pieces together and, and do these outcomes is it, it's, I have a lot of empathy for that. Like it makes me also feel conflicted because we'll have practitioners that come to us that literally have autoimmune disease and they're taking autoimmune disease patients. And they're like, hey, I want to learn from you guys. And I'm just like, well, okay, you need to kind of heal yourself first before you're starting, you know, 
there's a, there's a little bit of energetic conflict there um, that I just want to encourage practitioners on that really need to find the path in ourselves first before we start to um, reach out to healing others, you know, so that we're at a place of wholeness. Yeah. So that brings up a, another question is, you know, there's a lot of people out there that want, you know, the hard data in front of them. So um, how do you communicate with those people, even if they're, you know, kind of like you, where your tests are coming back in the normal ranges, yet there's still issues going on? Do you talk more about um, how they're feeling and the symptoms that they're facing and work from there, uh, even though they want more of the hard data or what do you do there? So your question is, and correct me if I'm wrong, people come with labs that everything is quote in in a normal range, yet they still feel like garbage. Right. Ah, So then my question to them is, how do you feel? Do you feel normal? Yeah. Right. And then every time their response is, no, this is not how I should feel. Right. So if you don't feel normal, then there's something wrong. Right. So just because everything looks good on this in, in this picture, yeah. right? Uh, and in this lab report, yet you feel like crap still, then there's something else going on. So we need to figure out what that is, you know? Um, and that could be it could be really anything. And that's again a lot of times where you have to look at like where that person came from, what their whole lifespan has looked like, you know, from, from the time they were conceived really. Right. Even because sometimes prior to that, genetically, there's things yeah. to consider, you know. Um, so, if you know, if you're just if you're just spending 15 minutes with a patient or a client uh, and just really going off a, a quick conversation and in, in, in a lab report or a few lab reports, then you're doing a huge disservice. Yeah. Can I just even speak into that, too, and just say it was absolutely infuriating for me going through the diagnostic process. When I did that, I, you know, two years going to medical doctors, then I spent a year trying to go through the natural medicine system, and it was just complete guesswork, and I don't know, and throwing your hands up in the air. What was so infuriating and shocking to me was that they weren't even looking at me. They weren't even taking into account that by the end of that process, my hair was falling out, my eyes were swollen shut, my face was swollen, like visibly swollen. I had eczema all over my neck. My skin, my I would get eczema on my eyelids and they would peel off and scale off every couple weeks. Like they weren't even looking at me. All they did was look at the damn papers and like, sorry to get all fired up. But like <laughs> what I'm saying is I'm not speaking to the practitioners right now. I'm speaking to the people is what I'm trying to say is like, you should be like, I was lit up. So what I'm saying is like, is that even a question? Like what I'm trying to get into their minds is like, that's not even a question because what we need to start doing is trusting our body, like our internal intuition and our body more than an external practitioner. Do you understand what I'm saying a little bit? Like, because this is a two healing is truly a two way conversation. And, and most women in particular, cause I, I just like to speak into empowerment with women is like, this is a conversation of trusting yourself because like I was going in there and part of why I made it out of that world is who I am and how I see it. And I was lit up. Don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody. And I don't care who you are. I don't care how many years of education you have. I'm in this body. You're not. And I know what it's telling me. And if you're not listening to what I'm saying, then I'm going, I'm hightailing out and going somewhere else. Like that's the way I handle things. Um, believe me, I've had conversations with doctors where 
They got really, you know, like they didn't even like me making suggestions into the conversation because there's no acknowledgement in those offices typically of an inner doctor. When you come in, it's not like, hey, we're in like a pair. It's like, you know, you most people go in consciously with like, this person's the leader and they're going to tell me what to do. Heck no, that's not how it's working. The answers are in you. And you need somebody who acknowledges that they're not the healer. You're the healer. They're just the guide. And yep. they better get you the map. We've, you see what I'm saying? Like it's a completely quantum flip, like flipped we've, approach to the way healing happens. The answers come from within us. Yeah. And obviously they need to have education and leadership and they need to be able to interpret what that body is saying and how it's speaking. But there's bottom line in most doctors and practitioners office, there's no, like you don't go in there and they're like, okay, how's your body speaking? Do you know what I'm saying? Like when right. there's, there's nothing like that going on. And so that's what I'm saying is like to, to jump up with Damien saying is like, when we're talking to people, it's basically like, well, how are you feeling? Like, uh, clearly, do you think based on the way your body's speaking to you right now that you're okay, that everything's working perfectly internally there? And 10 times out of 10, they're like, heck no. You know, they're like, no. Yeah, we've kind of created this thing where we, we, we hold, if you have a DR somewhere in your name, um, we, we, we kind of help hold that person on a pedestal. Right. And we're, we're bowing to that person. Right. Who um, the reality is they, they don't even know what they're doing when it comes to nutrition and nutrition is what heals. Right. Not medication. Nutrition. Right. Now, with that being said, if you're having chest pains and you're getting numbness down your left arm, don't call me. Right. Go, go to the emergency room and go see a doctor. Right. Because they're the ones that are going to save your life. But once your life is saved and you're stable, that's when you, you, you need the, the nutritional aspect. Of, of healing, right? Um, does that kind of make sense? Yeah, we definitely live in, um, or our medical system is definitely designed to be absolutely amazing in life-threatening situations. We see that in emergency rooms. We see that at hospitals. But for long-term care, we are absolutely terrible because we would rather throw you know, Band-Aids at the symptoms instead of trying to figure out what the heck the root cause is. So for sure, there's there's a big disconnect in the medical system through that. Yeah, and, and it even kind of it even crosses over into the natural um, natural uh, doctor kind of system as well. I, I see a lot of naturopathic doctors. I'm sure I'm going to get some hate mail from people on this one, but yeah, they're really <laughs> practicing natural allopathy. You know, they're, they're still focused on symptoms, symptoms, and let's well let's use this this uh, this quote, natural product to treat that symptom, but they're not really addressing the, the deep-rooted issue, you know? And a lot of them are, are using things like the nature's desiccated thyroid and stuff like that. I gotta be honest with you, Brian, you know, I'm seeing over and over and over and over again, just in recent months, that clients that are coming to us on the NDT, they're all over the place themselves. They, they, like, there's no healing going on. Their, their labs are looking horrific you know, when, when they first come to us and the, the doctors are just like, well, let's just play with your dose, you know, and that, that's not healing. And these are NDs are going through one of the top NDs here locally to us that, that he's like the go-to person when and it comes thyroid. to thyroid. Yeah. Right. And we're getting clients from him that, that they're getting absolutely zero leadership, you know? And, and when I ask how, how he's managing the, the, this, they, just the they say, well, you know, he's, he's managing it by, you know, tweaking. Or I ask what their treatment plan is, and the treatment plan is, well, 
will up the dose, then will lower the dose, then you know, so on and so forth, and still only still primarily looking at TSH alone. And the problem you know? is the client still has poor energy, and she still can't control her weight. You know, right, but this practitioner has you know hundred something thousand followers on social media, and when you look at you know all the reviews they ha- he has on his website, there there are a lot of practitioners say you've got to go to this person because he's the best, right? Well, how is he the best if he's not getting any results? But then in two weeks she said, you know, she said and then just in two weeks we haven't even delved into her program fully, and and she's already uh, fitting better in her clothes. She's got more energy. She doesn't need a nap. Her nails are growing out better. They're they're not breaking off. Just in like two weeks. Yeah. You know, just because we're, we're just making little tweaks right now. We haven't even gotten into the big tweaks. That's the power of functional nutrition, right? Is that it's, it's, it, I really truly feel passionate that functional nutrition um, can hugely, when you're combining the foods and the, and the clinical grade nutraceuticals in a very powerful but bio individualized way, and the person knows how to look at the data and knows what data to look for and how to really dig deeper into that individual. There's a lot of regenerative um, power or potency in that kind of path for people. It's being often really overlooked or, you know. Yeah. And let's dive into that a little bit. Cause <clears throat> like we've mentioned, you take a look at the entire body. So when someone comes in and that they're, um, presenting all these thyroid symptoms, what's kind of the process to figure out uh, where to start with these people? And then um, obviously everyone's individualized, but do you have any kind of starting dietary guidelines that you like uh, people to follow to get started? And then you can start uh, looking into other issues with uh, the foods that they're eating or anything like that. Um, yeah, so two ways to answer that. Um, ultimately, like we, we deal in bioindividualization, so no two clients are on the same program. Um, totally what we do is utilize the, the science to identify what are the internal imbalances and then build a customized nutrition path for them specific to correcting those imbalances. Let me jump in real but, quick, not to interrupt, but I, I, you know, initially it, 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 the, the recommendations aren't earth shattering, right? Remove gluten. You know, remove soy, things like that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what we're going to say is that I was going to say it a little bit differently. Is that, but ultimately, the people that come to us, they're the way to answer that is they they're they're already they're already doing some whole foods. They have a certain amount of commitment to whole foods nutrition, and they're already recognizing that just you know removing gluten, removing dairy, removing coffee. You know, we can take away from the body, but if we want to get more progress and more results out of it, you need to add to it too. And that's what we kind of see that's being missed is like they're going to a lot of natural practitioners and, you know, getting the same general recommendations. Maybe they're, you know, an ND or DC and they're saying, hey, you know, limit your dairy, limit your gluten, limit your coffee kind of thing. And, and, you know, eat organic vegetables and, 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 um, and that's a great place if a lot of people can get to it. But when you have an individual chronic health issue, it doesn't matter if the title of the diagnosis, the label is the same, how you got there is different. The story that, that your mind, body, and spirit went through to get into that physical dissension is unique to only you. And that means if you want to pivot out of there, the path out is unique to typically only you. (laughs) And so that's why it's important to know how can I look at that body, this holistic being or this bioorganism from 
the science from the psychology, from the energy, and really carve out a powerful path that's going to take it in a different direction. So to answer that is to kind of say, it's yes, like we would recommend most people, like if you're, if your goal in life is wellness in today's world with the types of stressors that we live in as a bioorganism, then yes, you should be limiting dairy and li- or having other sources of dairy that are more optimal for you, you know, limiting gluten and uh, really eliminating gluten and, you know, limiting coffee, limiting, you know, having limiting alcohol, like eliminating sugar, like, you know, there's all those standards to eating well, you know, drinking filtered water, um, you know, and having a lot of organic vegetables and that kind of thing and, and quality organic proteins. So yes, we do. Those are the animal standards, animal proteins. Yes. <clears throat> so, so those are all the standards. Yes. And so usually like who we see is somebody that's like, okay, I'm, I'm diving into that a fair percentage and it's, I'm still sick. Why am I still sick? And, and what's kind of shocking to be honest, Brian is like, like, um, it makes me sad for women because they are in their minds. They're trying everything, you know, I'm sure you hear this a lot too. Like they're trying everything and they're usually like trying these things for years, sometimes decades, sometimes lifetimes before we get to have a conversation. And and um, they're almost to the point where they're, they, they are subconsciously settling, if you will. Like they're kind of just like they're not even seeing on paper how horrific their health is, like because they don't realize how vital it can be. Do you know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, I'm living wellness, but like they're on other medications and they've got all these hormonal imbalances and they don't really have the energy. And like, and I'm just like, wow, like what? Like it's just there's such a dissension, like or a disconnect between what they think their health, the quality of their health is and what it really is sometimes that we have to be the messenger in that space and be like, okay, you know, this is the reality of where you are. But the other side to that is that we don't have to settle like we, and we should not settle because we can through our lifespan live in vitality. We can live well and balanced. We don't have to be on thyroid or other medications, these kinds of things most of the time. Um, those are really overused because the sources don't really have an alternative way to correct the issues, you know? Yeah. And can you touch, um, touch a little bit about, you know, the, the mental side of things that's going on with women that are trying to figure out their health issues. Cause like you said, that there's so many women that they're trying everything and they're just not getting better. And I hear all the time from women that, um, it's really frustrating cause they look at their husband and their husband doesn't do anything and he's totally fine, which in a lot of cases yeah. they aren't, they aren't really that fine, but they just don't talk about what's going on with them. So that's got to weigh, um, heavily on women's mind as well because they're trying everything and they're just not getting anywhere. So can you touch on that a little bit? That's such a loaded question. Great question. So here's the thing, here's the thing between difference between men and women, right? So men's health insurance is, is lower. Men's life insurance is higher cost wise, right? There's a reason for those things. Okay. So men, we typically wait until things are really, really bad before we go see a doctor. Okay. Women, they're recognizing things a little bit sooner. So they're, they're, they're going and, and seeing things and, and, you know, seeking out assistance a lot sooner, you know. Um, it's slightly all out. Go finish well, 
Yeah, no, See, it, you have a male female perspective. Well, that's, that's <laughs> right. So, yeah, the man may may present um, like he's healthier, but at some point, the man ends up having a heart attack at fifty. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's not that he's necessarily healthier; it's that he's just he, he's just masking it. He's just ignoring it. Maybe is uh, for whatever reason, right? Um, another thing too is that, you know women typically are the ones that are dieting, right? They're, they're the ones that are going on this diet and going on that diet. And then the friend says, well, you should try this diet and so on and so forth. And then every time you diet, you're actually physiologically resetting that, 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 that set point of, of where you're, you're, you're going to kind of maintain your weight and stuff like that. Right. That's why you see a man, a woman, husband, and wife go on the same diet at the same time man loses 20 pounds in the first month and a half, women hasn't lost a thing it's because the man's set point is completely different than the woman's set point because he hasn't destroyed it through dieting after dieting after dieting after dieting, right? So there's another thing you can kind of consider on the physiological uh, side of things. Heather can kind of dive a lot deeper into the, into <laughs> <laughs> the psychophysical aspects. I, I would say to add to what you said, I think that um, we don't, at least the women we tend to work with, they don't tend to reach out for help early on enough they, we do tend in these kinds of thyroid and autoimmune situations to wait until it's progressed too much or maybe we're reaching out for help and we're not getting the appropriate answers or solutions and so unfortunately like in my instance where i was like like screaming for help like it didn't matter because every you know 10 medical doctors i went to in northern california and then a handful of natural medicine doctors i went to in northern california couldn't figure it out and couldn't resolve the issue. And so I literally got on a plane and started traveling around and then came back home, you know, and said, I'm going to become a functional nutritionist to get this done, you know? And so um, I think there's a lot of women that are in the scenario that I was and they just, and they, they don't, they're not that like much of a pit bull. You know what I mean? Like I'm literally like, I'm walking out of my job and I'm like, I'm making this my number one job until it's done kind of person. And a lot of people just don't, um, I think they lack that kind of energetic intention. I think they <laughs> are going, um, you know, trying to go and seek it out, but they're going to the wrong places, right? Because women that even come to us, they are going to, you know, this doctor, they've, they've kind of exhausted the medical route, right? right. And they've exhausted the, the naturopathic route, quote unquote, you know, they've kind of been seeing, been trying to kind of, you know, do different things. Yeah, but there's still a fear, and I don't. I, I, yes. I observe a fear in our culture of disempowerment, where women think they need to go to a source outside themselves. So there is an act of courage when someone comes to see us, of like this line in the sand of like, okay, I'm accepting one. I don't need to walk into an office in order to heal this being. I can literally do it from the comfort of my home because everything is built in divinely into this bioorganism unit to self-heal. I just need the map to do that effectively. And that's a very conscious, like disconnecting from the system choice that takes courage and takes full ownership of your power to heal. And some people are like, they just may not even be in touch subconsciously with the fear they have around that. Like, like, Oh yeah, there's people over there that have this result, but I, you know what? I'm just still going to go to my ND's office, even though they're not getting outcomes for years, you know, or decades. Like, it, cause it's some, there's a subconscious fear in our culture around accepting our power to heal. Some um, of it's because it's covered by insurance. Yes. That's part of it too. 
but back to his question about this, because we kind of took a tangent on the psychophysiology and the, and the, and the, and the type of women and the way that they think and what's going on in the relationship and their frustration and that kind of thing. And their husband not supporting them. Huge, 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 huge issue in our culture, because I will tell you on the husband wife thing, I mean, here's how I'd answer that for your listeners today. Um, I'm, I initially full, full transparency when I was really, when I was getting sick in the beginning of my illness for the two years and not getting diagnosed, but it really wasn't presenting. It wasn't so bad internally that it started to literally make its way out of the body physically. So that like, you know, hairs falling out in clumps and I was looking like I was aging and all this stuff. My husband initially, his reaction was, wasn't like, um, unsupportive, but it was, it was typical in seeing the male, like, eh, just go get a workout, you know? Like, you know what I mean? By the time it started expressing outside, like if you see my before picture on our website, it's shocking. I don't even look like the same person. I look, you know, 15 years older there than I am now at 45. It's, it's like, it's, it's crazy to me and still will always to the day that I leave this body infuriate me that that world let me get that close to the edge of life by, you know, just not even acknowledging how sick that I was. Um, and trying to go deeper. But when he started to see that, he was like, then he became supportive. Then he was like, so I'm blessed with a husband that on our path, we'd always put health as very, it is a priority in our lives. And when I had to start making really hard decisions and we had to make really hard financial decisions, like, are we going to pick up when, you know, I'm out of work sick with chronic fatigue and we're on one salary. And I started, and we started to make larger investments in, in my healing, like flying around the country to try to find someone else that could do something creatively. He was the one that was like, go figure it out. Like we got to figure this out. We can figure out the other stuff later. And so um, in my relationship and my marriage, I'm blessed with a husband that supports me that way. And he was the one that's like, if, if I intuitively feel I'm supposed to be somewhere He's the first one to say, I trust you and I trust your intuition. And this is what we need to do. He sounds like a good guy. Yeah, he is a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great guy. So, but what I will say is that's not the typical scenario, right? And, and we took on that financial risk consciously. We didn't know we were going to end up in a bankruptcy from all these decisions, but we knew that number one, if I was going to die, I wasn't going to be around and it wasn't going to help <clears throat> anyone, right? So we made a conscious decision to put human life over money. Yeah, Heather's life's more important than an addition on a house. And so so this is very frustrating to us because there's nobody that we've ever gotten on a phone with in a decade that's been moved through more financial trauma than we have because of what happened with my autoimmune and thyroid disease. So no one can has been able to give me a give me an experience that's gone more extensive than that. So like I could talk to any husband any day and be like, okay, look, like how about your wife's spiritual house? Because that boat can wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, seriously, like this is our spiritual house. And when we start seeing it that way, that we have a responsibility and a commitment to the God-given gifts that we're given, the number one being human life, to make sure that that gift is not only preserved, but it's vital and it's what it's biblically stated to be then we shift into showing up the way we need to in order to produce, preserve, save, recreate, and sustain wellness in our life and vitality. 
it, until we make that conscious shift, because that's who we became at that point, everything in our life on paper looks different. From that day, we decided I was going to leave my job. I was going to walk away from a salary. I was going to walk away from all. Like, it was literally this decision that we have to live from the spiritual plane and not the physical one. And right now, God has given us something that I don't understand why I'm this sick. I don't understand why I don't have control over it, but my life is the most important thing that he's given me. And I want to share that as long as possible and as vitally as possible with my husband and my family, then I have a responsibility as steward to show up as someone who, who's going to be equally as powerful or get damn well more powerful than this disease is showing up in my life in order to stop it. Because otherwise I'm not going to stop it. Right. So my energy and my intention and my focus and my Everything, like the space I claimed, everything I was doing had to get bigger at that point. I knew that. And so I'm very blessed that Damien supported me in that decision. It took a lot of balls, I hope I can say that, to make that decision. <laughs> um, it really did because we knew we were literally walking into potentially losing our house, which happened. Potentially having a car repossessed, which happened. Potentially losing our life savings, which happened. Like all of those things happened. And we let it all go. And literally a decade later, we're blessed with this amazing mission and serving women all over the world and, and witnessing humbly this same experience of healing happening for them. And if we hadn't made those hard choices, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be, you know, incredibly vital. I mean, two years after my illness, I was a national level athlete competing. I mean, like I, all these things that happened, they're just amazing gifts since, you know, so sometimes we have to make the really hard choices and I want women to know that, yes, like Demi and I in our marriage, we see our marriage as a team, right? We make decisions consciously together as a team financially. But bottom line, what I can absolutely tell you, if you are not being supported by your partner, your first commitment is God. And I don't mean to like get all spiritual, but it is because he is who gives you everything that you have. And so if you think he wants you to sit there and let yourself die because your spouse isn't going to support you, I can tell you you're dang wrong. So what you need to do is get all up in your powerful, empowered <clears throat> self and open your mouth and say, look, I love you. And love is supporting each other unconditionally. So what that means is I don't need you to understand my decision and I don't need you to understand what I'm feeling internally. I don't even need you to believe in it. I just need you to love me unconditionally enough to support me in the decisions that I need to make right now to make myself vital again, because that's important to me to love myself that way. And it's important to our marriage to love myself that way and to our children to love myself that way, to set up that example for them. And it's also the health of the marriage. I don't care what any man or woman says. If a woman is not vital, it is the core part of the marriage. It is the core part of the marriage. It's the core part of the family. When a woman is happy, okay, when happy wife, happy life, right? <laughs> when the woman's <laughs> nourished, when she's feeling good, when she's excited, when she's vibrant, when she's feeling like that she's, you know, getting the space to love herself and take care of herself and feel nurtured. I don't care who's listening. They absolutely know she's happier. The husband's happier. The kids are happier. The kids grow up healthier. It, it affects everything. So this is a conversation. I'm so glad you brought up that question because it's about the health of the whole, right? Full healing and the, the whole unit. And the woman is a vital part of that. And we've lost that in our culture, that understanding. It's very, very, there's so much truth to that. So if you're not getting supported, I just want to say that, that you still have a choice 
what really frustrates me as a woman, because I could tell you if Damien hadn't supported me, I would never give up my life to somebody else. I would never. It doesn't matter to me if it's my spouse or not. My mother, my father, I don't care. I wouldn't. It's mine. God, it's between me and God. That's it. And so then it would have had to been a harder conversation of just like, this is where it's happening. Whether you like it or not, I'm putting this investment into me to move my life forward out of this space because I'll be damned if this is what it's going to look like from 32 and I'm going to just, and the flame's going to burn out, right? I'm not taking that risk for anyone else. And that's the way people have to see it because the truth is thyroid disease and chronic fatigue, the chronic fatigue is just the body shutting down. It's, it's a lot more risky than people are acknowledging because there is an end point to that where it doesn't work anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like I just had a friend that was in her early forties that I just found out she just died from her autoimmune disease. Doctors couldn't figure it out, died in the hospital. Like this is the conversation that people need to understand. Don't wait till it gets like that progressed. Right. Because if you're just taking a thyroid medication, like all that's doing is, is tamping out the, the symptom, the, which is the symptom is just how your body's trying to speak to you and get you to pay attention. So it's leaving the imbalances going on, potentially getting chronic or worse. And you don't know what those become in five to 10 years, 20 years, right? Like that's what's so frustrating for us. So it, the onus is really on us as people. And I, I, I wish I had a different conversation. No one's going to make it easier for you. If your husband's not being supportive, then it's up to you to ring the bell, man. That's it. It's like, this is between me and my creator. And I'm not giving away this to anyone else. Mm-mm, not happening. Does that make sense? Like I'm, I'm like on the pulpit right now. You see what I'm saying? Like I'm preaching because it's like, that's how you have to be. I can't, it drives me crazy because a lot of women, they kind of, they let it go and they give, this is giving their power away to someone outside themselves. You don't do that for a doctor. You don't do that for your spouse. You don't do that for your parents. You don't do that for anyone. That's if you want your power back, which is directly connected to thyroid autoimmune disease, Heck yeah, you better get you know vocal about it and you better say this is what's happening and you make a conscious decision and you figure it out. We've had clients who literally, the husband stood in the way at, because working on your health at an empowered level will bring up all kinds of stuff for people. So, so if someone's not choosing to work on their health or step into that power themselves, they may be standing in your way because they're not ready to do that for themselves and that's okay. Don't let them attach to you and you don't have to attach to them. But you still have to make a conscious decision about what you want the rest of your life to look like. And and that's like, I mean, don't give that to somebody else ever. And, it's crazy to me that someone would do that. On top of that, a, a real man, and I'm not talking about the, the man you see on a sitcom on TV from Hollywood. I'm talking about a real man supports his wife unconditionally. Yeah. You know, um, that's so also, there's, there's that's another thing also to kind of check. a spiritual thing is it, that we are supposed to do that for each other as spouses. So these are all important. I'm, I'm so glad you brought up that question because it really is partially how we get sick. It's part of how we get sick. Like we were newly married and I was not speaking up for what I needed. I was, you know, you go in through that phase and then we have no guidance culturally anymore to how we negotiate these important changes in our life. And like I was taking all these things on my plate and I was trying to do everything for the household outside my job. And I wasn't speaking up for what I needed. And I was thinking he was telepathic and he knew everything then, you know, that I saw that needed to be done. And, and it, it, a lot of it, you know, in thyroid disease has to do with expression. And and that disease process forced me to get more vocal and ask for what I need. And, and I see this so much in women where they think they're doing it, but they're not. 
they're they're not <laughs> really doing it right they're not really like being an it's it's about being an advocate for your body because the conversation of thyroid and autoimmune disease is stress so if you're not speaking into the truth of what's real for you what you're needing to feel healthy and whole what you're needing to feel supported from your spouse and that's all part of how we get into these, you know, disease processes. Um, hopefully, sorry, that was a really long answer, but it's such an important question. And I think you asked another question that I didn't get to answer because it was like, oh, the psychology thing. Does, but does that help? Does that like, I know that's a really long answer, but it's like women need to hear this, man. They need to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and um, I didn't realize that that question would turn into such a great conversation, but I'm glad that it went there because you touched on so many important parts there. So thank you for for taking that question and running with it. And yeah, if there was another question in there, I totally forgot what it was. So, <laughs> so you were asking like the type of women, and that's a, that's a fantastic question because there is a very specific type of women that we see mentally and spiritually or energetically that get into these physical issues of thyroid and autoimmune disease that we are honored to work with. And it's, it's literally who, who I was. This whole process has been very rewarding for me because I've only gotten to know my own self better. Um, But it's a type of women who there's really two types, but the most common one is someone who is um, in their thinking from a psychophysiological perspective. They're quite type A. Uh, they're very, they can be very driven. They can expect a lot of themselves. They overthink. They use the mind a lot. So they don't understand metabolically. The brain uses the most energy in the body and it's actually tapping out the physical. Um, what's fascinating, if you don't really think about it, a lot of people don't talk about it this way, but we talk about the fact that you've got the brain and the thyroid is a dividing line for everything that's going on physiologically underneath that. And so it's just fascinating to me that the middle point there, which we would find balance is what breaks when we've got too much activity going up in the mind and not enough energy grounding from the mind to the body um, and getting grounded in the body and having presence in the body and being with the body and being in there intuitively and all that. Um, so yeah, somebody who's tends to be an overthinker and they overuse the mind, they try to control they struggle to surrender to things. Uh, they think, you know, oh, I'm going to get this all fixed. I'm going to dial it in. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to shoulder it up. I got this, you know, I don't need any help. They tend not to ask for help. Uh, they wait until they're hanging off the cliff uh, with one pinky finger before they actually open their mouth and say, like, I'm really struggling here and this is not good, you know, and um, that, that kind of woman in general, um, they, they talk really critically to themselves and their mind and their thoughts they're not loving in their thoughts. They, they, they speak poorly to themselves and their thoughts um, about their bodies and themselves. Um, and so that should give you a kind of like picture. And then sometimes we tend to see women who are also deeply intuitive. And I call this an energy superpower. Essentially, they're high sensing or they have a lot of sensitivity to energies and they have a deep intuition and they're a very deep person. And so they're also, those people tend to be more sensitive to energies and stressors. And so they're more easily tapped out um, into something like, um, you know, where there's energy dissension around a thyroid and autoimmune condition or a fatigue related condition. And I think the other thing too, is you got to look at is the whole concept that women can do everything. Um, Women can do anything. They can't do everything. 
Yeah. Right? And, and, and when you start to think that, well, I can do everything, I can do all this stuff, I can, you know, go to work 40, 50 hours a week and then come home and manage a family and, you know, cook, cook my, my, my family's meals and get the kids ready for bed and do all the shopping, you know, you name it, right? That's when women tap out. Whereas the man goes to work, comes home, plops his butt on the couch and watches sports, right? Um, and, and that's kind of where the, 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 another thing we see that, that kind of has created this, this physiological destruction of, of, the, of the female body. There were a lot of conscious shifts I had to make from a self-assessment perspective in psychology when I was working through my healing path to free my mind up from stress and claim more space in there energetically so my body could rest physically and heal. There's an intimate connection between the mind and the body. And like one of those shifts, like Damien was just sharing was, I can do anything, but I cannot do everything at once. And so there were these new rules that came up in my life for me from a psychological perspective of the way that I was seeing my life up until the point I got incredibly sick with thyroid and autoimmune and chronic fatigue until the point, and then there was this dividing line of how am I going to shift all of those things so that I can free up this mind, this body, this spirit to maximize the healing process and restore. And um, there's a lot of ways that women aren't aware that they're weighing themselves down from a psychophysiological perspective. So physically, like they're, they're weighing themselves down in the mind that are having a physical negative result. Um, and, and for today, I can't like go into it deeper, but um, that's the thing that I'm really blessed to support our patients on today is because our goal is, look, we don't want to just heal someone from the disease process. We want to make you completely free. We want you to have the ultimate freedom, which means you're never going to have to deal with that in your space again, or, you know, that kind of process in your life again. And in order to do that, you can't just shift the body. You have to shift the mind that created that body in the first place. Right. And that's part of, again, full ownership, full empowerment, this understanding that there's something about me and who I show up as and how I interact with my body that I'm missing yet, or I don't know yet on how to master so that I can not only live free and complete full healing, but I don't, I'm, I'm basically disease proof in the sense that as these mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, environmental stressors come up again in my life, I know how to shift into a different way of handling them from the mind, from the energetic space, right? So that they don't take my body out. Awesome. Well, I want to be respectful of both of your time. So uh, we'll do a couple of just quick hitter little questions here. Uh, first one, um, is there any specific um, supplements or nutrients that you find is uh, pretty common to uh, the thyroid protocols that you build? Again, really individual, individual, right? Specific to the individual. Um, I'd say the commonality is they're very powerful. <laughs> Meaning people that come to us, they literally, their program designs are something that like Olympic athletes haven't even seen. They're like, they're, we, we employ a lot of nutrients with great intention and great strategy and great love. And, and that's important. So that's really the commonality is they, in the beginning, we, 
people often are on more than they anticipate or have been in before. Um, and then as the body levels off, we can reduce them to maintenance kind of thing. But yeah. Perfect. And then the final question here, if you have a morning routine that each of you do that helps prepare you for the day uh, to keep you mentally, uh, you know, in the right state of mind to um, support each other in your own healing journeys um, and anything that you do to keep your thyroid happy, what is it? I have an answer to that one. You go first. Uh, my ritual is wake up, eat breakfast with the dogs, um, shower, hit the gym. <laughs> and then I get back from the yeah. gym and then I get my, my, my workday started. Damien's one that believes in movement in my body creates movement in my life. And he's pretty resolute with that. So he does his strength training first at the top of the day. Um, for me, at where I'm at at 45 now and 10 years past, self-healing my own, you know, thyroid and autoimmune and chronic fatigue condition is I'm very big believer in listening to my body. And I've been continually um, studying energy medicine and implementing those types of practices into my own work so that I can share them with our clients. And so um, I believe in staying in the flow and flow for me equals balance. And so that means is some days I want to wake up and, and my body tells me I'm in a more masculine energy. And for so that looks like for me, I may go get a workout or get some quick weights in our garage and do some cardio. Um, if I'm feeling in a more feminine nurturing energy, then I'm going to choose yoga um, or some stillness <clears throat> and meditation in the morning. So for me, it's always about listening to the body and achieve to stay in flow and be in balance with what I need and honoring where I am that day in that moment. Yeah, and real, real quick, I think equally as important um, is the ritual at the end of the day too, right? Which is dim, dimming the lights as you're kind of approaching that bedtime and, and bedtime not being 10, 11, 12 o'clock, you know, uh, at night, um, being more in that 9 to 9.30 time frame. Um, and for me, praying, laying down in bed and actually, you know, praying um, helps me to fall asleep a lot quicker, you know? so. That that kind of helps me to clear my mind, whether whether it's praying or meditating or whatever you want to want to call it. Um, because if you're not sleeping well, then really nothing else matters anyway, right? Right. Awesome. Thank you both for sharing all that and all the information around the thyroid. Uh, people can get your. Um, E3 Energy Evolved System Guide, the painless, sweat-free, gentle secret to thyroid and fatigue recovery at your website at e3energyevolve.com slash guide. Uh, if people can't remember the URL, then if they go to the show notes, the link will be right in there. And the show notes are summitforwellness.com slash 64. Uh, is there any final things you want to touch on before we uh, close out? Um, no, just that if they feel, you know, so inclined to grab the guide or that resonates with them or anything we've shared today resonates with them, that um, the guide is intentional in helping them understand how to self-assess energy from a holistic perspective. So their energy in, their energy out, and their energy environment so that they can be more strategic about recovering their um, vitality from thyroid and fatigue imbalances. So, Awesome. Well, thank you both for coming on. Um, I had a blast listening to you and I'm glad some of those questions sparked up some really important uh, conversations. So uh, thank you for sharing your insights with all of us. Awesome. Yeah, thank yeah, you thanks, so much, Brian. Brian, for having us on. This is great. We appreciate it. 
I told you Heather was getting fired up in this episode, but I love that she did because it brought up some really good points about how people feel when they're trying to figure out their health issues. And I had a conversation with um, some clients just last week that were talking about, you know, they they feel like they can't fully take grasp of their own health because they don't want to take away time from their family. And I love that Heather talked about that if you're not healthy, then there's no way that you can take care of your family the correct way. So you do need to focus on your own health. So thank you both Heather and Damien for coming on and talking about the thyroid and talking about a lot of the emotional components that go along with uh, thyroid issues. Okay, if you enjoyed this episode, then please go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. It really helps to get the show out in front of more people. So if you go to summitforwellness.com slash iTunes, it takes about 20 seconds to leave a rating and review, and it totally helps us out. Keep climbing to the peak of your health, and we will see you next week.